So on this glorious morning, oh, I'd like to ask everybody at home, everybody here, if you would join in with us as we praise our Lord God and Savior. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
every praise is to our God. And Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we dedicate our lives to you today, each and every day. So we lay this anthem at your feet, Lord. I give myself away. Lord, so use me. I give myself away.
Here I am to worship. I want to talk to you for a few minutes from the subject, overcoming disappointment. Overcoming disappointment. I wonder if you have ever felt like Jeremiah. And I wonder if you have felt like Jeremiah, whether or not you're comfortable admitting that you felt that way. Jeremiah is angry. Let's be clear. He's angry. He's disappointed. And the one that he's angry and disappointed with is God. You pushed me into this, God, and I let you do it. You were too much for me, and now I am a public joke. I wonder... If you've ever felt like God let you down. You know, it's one thing to be let down by people. If you live long enough, you know that's going to happen. But it's something else altogether to feel as though God has let you down. That's where Jeremiah is. He's heartbroken. He's angry. He's hurt. He's dis 
appointed. And the one that is the subject of his anger, the one that is the source of his hurt is God. My brothers and sisters, this life is filled with disappointment, heartache, and anguish. And if we're honest about it, the one that we're disappointed in is God. Now, I know somebody's watching me, somebody in here is watching me with your eyes rolling. We are conditioned through our formal church experience to not express disappointment with God when things go wrong. But I would challenge you to consider this. You don't have true intimacy in your relationship with God until you're able to tell God respectfully but emphatically that I'm not happy with what you're doing in my life. If the church of Jesus Christ is going to present a real picture of who Jesus is in the world, then we have to be honest with ourselves and with others and admit that sometimes God makes us angry. Sometimes God disappoints us. Sometimes what God allows so unnerves us that we feel like quitting. I've got Bible to support this. When God told Abraham that despite his and Sarah's lack of faith in forcing Ishmael into the world against God's word and against his wishes, that God was going to bless them with a child anyway. A 100-year-old doubt-filled Abraham was disappointed. He said to God, Ishmael is already here. Why don't you bless him? When Moses went into Egypt at God's behest to tell Pharaoh to let God's people go, and instead Pharaoh increased the people's labor, and the people wanted to kill Moses, Moses was filled with disappointment. He asked God, why are you treating these people so badly? Why did you even send me here? From the moment I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, things have only gotten worse for this people. After Elijah, by the power of God, defeated and then killed 450 prophets of Baal. And, and Jezebel took out a bounty on his life. A disappointed Elijah ran for several days into the desert and up on Mount Horeb said to God, enough of this. Take away my life. I'm ready to join my ancestors in the grave. When Martha heard that Jesus was outside, four days late to save her brother Lazarus from death, an angry and distraught Martha marched herself up to Jesus, put her finger in his face and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother, would not have died. Sometimes God makes us angry. Sometimes God 
disappoints us. Sometimes what God allows so unnerves us that we feel like quitting. Not only do I have Bible to support this, there's contemporary life experience to support this. Some Christian mother who comes to church every Sunday, now virtually, but before the pandemic was in the church, every Sunday is grief-stricken today because her child was in the wrong place at the wrong time. You raised them in the church. You dedicated them at the altar and saw to it that they came to Sunday school every Sunday. But with all of that, they got caught up in something that was over their heads. And now they've gone on to try the realities of another world. And that mother finds herself shaking her fist at God saying, why would you allow this to happen to me? Some couple is going through a divorce. Even though you asked God to bless your union, you used to be the couple that others turned to for counsel and advice. And now yours is the marriage that's falling apart. And you're experiencing all the hurt and the humiliation that comes from the untying of the knot. And now you're saying to God, if you knew it was going to be this way, why would you ever let me get married? in the first place. I'm asking a simple question today. What do you do when you're mad at God? That's the issue that confronts Jeremiah. He's done the best that he could. He's done all that God told him to do, and and yet things haven't turned out the way he expected. And when you read the text, it's clear that he's angry, that he's disappointed with God. And like Jeremiah, there are times when we will be angry and disappointed with God. And when those times come, you need to know what to do. Well... I stopped by this morning to share that there might be three things in this text that'll help you deal with your disappointment. First, you need to remember your call over your task. Jeremiah's anger and disappointment with God is about the task he's working through. He says, my task has gotten me into deep trouble. My task has made me a public spectacle. My task has friends hoping that I fall flat on my face. My task has people hurling insults at me. But what I want you to notice is that in all of his complaining about his task, Jeremiah knows where his call came from. He says to God, you pushed me into this. God assured Jeremiah of his call on his life a long time ago. Go all the way back to Jeremiah 1 and 5 and witness God telling Jeremiah about his call. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you saw the light of day, I had plans for you. When, when Jeremiah tried to squirm out 
of his call, complaining that he was too young and he didn't know what to say. God responded, I'll tell you where to go and I'll tell you what to say and you'll go where I tell you to go and you'll say what I tell you to say. Don't be afraid of a soul because I'm right there with you. And that's why in all of his disappointment, in all of his anger about his current condition, Jeremiah takes his concern to the only one who could do something about it. He takes it to the Lord. Church, as we go about the business that God has assigned to us, as we go about seeking to evangelize the lost and disciple, the saved and minister to the needs of hurting people, as we try to make the gospel relevant and meaningful in the lives of people, as we try to lift up the name of Jesus and the gospel of love that he personified and exemplified, we can know that there are some tasks that will prove challenging for us. Some tasks are gonna leave us weary and worn and sad. Some tasks are going to leave us unappreciated and misunderstood. But if you're sure about who called you, then the one who called you is able to help you to stand in the difficulties of our tasks. You need to remember call over task. And then more than call over task, you can overcome disappointment if you remember to look inward rather than to look outward. Jeremiah considered the difficulty of his task. And when he looked outward at folk and how they were responding to his assignment, he was ready to quit. He said, everywhere I look, it's bad for me. I'm a public joke. They poke fun at me. All I get for my God warnings are insults and contempt. I'm ready to hang it up. That's because he was looking outward. But when Jeremiah turned his attention inward, I hear him say something else. Go back to Jeremiah 1 and see what God did with Jeremiah when he called him. While Jeremiah was complaining that he was too young, while he was complaining that he didn't know what to say, God came to Jeremiah with a powerful gift. And Jeremiah said, God reached out and he touched my mouth. And God said to me, I've just put my word in your mouth. I've, I've given you a job to do. Your job is to pull up and tear down. Your job is to take apart and demolish and then start all over again. Building and planting. And then here in Jeremiah 20, Jeremiah is encouraged despite his disappointment for when he looks inward, he remembers what God gave him. Hear him testify. If I say I quit, I can't quit because the word is like fire. Shut up in my bones. Even when I try to hold it in. What's inside me keeps coming out of me. Church, have you ever told God I quit? Have you ever looked around and said, I've, I've had 
enough. Let me tell you, don't be too upset with yourself if you fall into that category. A whole lot of folk have tried to walk away from God. But when you stop looking out, start looking in. When you remember who called you, when you remember what he's given you, then, then you can say like Kirk Carr, I almost let go. Felt like I just couldn't take it anymore. My problems had me bound. Depression weighed me down. But God held me close. And I couldn't, I couldn't let go. His word is a lamp to my feet. His word is a light to my pathway. His word navigates us through whatever storm we are facing. His word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. His word moved into the neighborhood. When we can deal with our disappointment, when we look inward, rather than just outward. Well, there's one final thing I want to leave with you. You can overcome disappointment when you make a determination to stand and not shrink. Jeremiah had his weak moment. He had his moment of self-pity. He had his moment of angry outburst. And, and God will let you have those moments. But when that moment was over, I hear Jeremiah make a pronouncement of strong faith in God. You are with me like a mighty warrior. So those who are trying to hurt me will stumble and fall. They won't win out over me. They'll fail and be put to shame. And so he ends by saying, all praise to God. He saves the weak from the grip of the wicked. Church, as I close this morning, I want to tell you we're on mission for the Lord and you can expect there to be trouble along the way. The load gets heavy sometime. The way gets dark sometime. It gets lonesome sometime. You're going to have your weak moments. There will be times when you're going to be disappointed and you're going to be angry with God and don't get upset about it. It happens to everybody. Just don't stay in the moment. After you've shed your tears, after you told God how upset you are about some of the stuff he's let happen in your life, don't you shrink. Don't you give up. Make up in your mind that you're going to stand anyhow. I'm going to stand against the rough times in my life. I'm going to stand against enemies who are trying to bring me down. I'm going to stand against doors that are closed against me. I'm going to stand against the darkness of midnight. I'm going to stand when there's no money in my pocket. I'm going to stand when there's no food on my table. I'm going to stand anyhow. And when somebody asks the question, how you going to do all that? You ought to have a pat answer. Jesus. Heart fixer. Burden bearer. Mind regulator. 
way maker, door opener, mother to the motherless, father to the fatherless, friend who sticks closer than a brother, sweetest rose of Sharon, wheel in the middle of a wheel, Jesus, the one who soothes my doubts and calms my fears, Jesus, the one who guides my feet and holds my hand, Jesus, I will not shrink, but I will stand, 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 stand in the name of Jesus. You can overcome disappointment. You can overcome anger. It's all right to get mad with God. God will let you get mad. Just don't stay there. Know that when that moment is over, the same God that brought you is able to keep you. And on the other side, you've got a testimony. Look what the Lord has done in my life. Well, God, thank you for a word that reminds us that sometimes we are going to be disappointed. Sometimes we're going to be angry. Sometimes the hurts of life overwhelm us and we feel like quitting. But we know that you are our constant companion.